for sure so we start a movement we should start a movement this <laughs> should be a petition honestly i'm gonna stand i'm gonna stand like right behind isha isha's gonna lead the pact yeah i'm, I'm following isha too <laughs> we got posters Got hashtags. Yeah, support Isha oh, for please. prime minister. Actually, I got my face shield. I got I got my face shield on. I got the, I got the mask, go. the gloves. We're ready. We're ready. We're taking the streets. We're ready to go. We're taking the streets. Street. <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to episode 4 of the PT3 podcast with your co-hosts Prabhav, Michael, and Waleed. Feel free to introduce yourselves guys. Hey guys, hey guys how's, it how's it going? <laughs> and we, pl- we planned that. We planned. we planned that. That was totally, totally. planned and not awkward at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we actually have a very special guest today. Our first our guest. Our first one. Our first guest on this podcast. Our most special guest so far <laughs> and her name is isha so we're just going to let isha introduce herself and what she's all about and then we're going to just go ahead and get into our episode and talk a little more about what our topic for today is going to be about so isha just go ahead and introduce yourself hi guys um thanks for the introduction i'm super stoked to be here and like so honored to be your first guest. <laughs> we love you. Love you too. You'll forever be the first, Isha. You know what? Yeah. No one can take that away from me. I appreciate that. Nobody, Ever. not a nobody person. will. <laughs> so, uh, okay, who am I? Um, well, I'm actually also in the Masters of Physical Therapy program at U of T with um, Prab Walid and Michael. And I got into this because I like I love the aspects of holistic health and movement as a type of therapy. More specifically, I'm actually a yoga teacher and I subscribe a lot to meditation. So I practice uh, a daily routine and um, I guess I also navigate the world as a pretty spiritual person. So I feel like they all combine in different ways, like meditation and yoga into being spiritual, but also they have such a day-to-day place yeah uh, there's there's a spot in it in our everyday lives whether you're spiritual or not i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure um so just going straight into the questions because this topic is actually a pretty um important one and it's been requested a few times um mm. anxiety and stress management especially important in this time where everyone's kind of at a higher baseline level of anxiety than usual, whether it's for uh, health reasons, you're, you're concerned about the, the actual physical virus, or you're concerned about the implications of that, whether that be like financial or whatever implications are gonna follow after this whole thing's kind of over, like whatever the new normal is going to be, everyone's kind of on edge, especially now that things are opening up a little bit. So, it's a really good time to kind of talk about the role of stress management and dealing with, with anxiety in, in stressful periods of time or like difficult periods of time in people's lives. And mm-hmm. I think the quarantine has kind of made people more aware of that because we've had more time to kind of be to ourselves and kind of be with our thoughts and think about how we're approaching this whole pandemic. So the first question for today is going to be, 
how have your anxiety and stress levels changed during this quarantine and what new coping mechanisms have you adapted and for this whole episode you know you guys are probably kind of sick of me michael and waleed talking the whole time but we really want to we really want to hear the opinions of someone who is really into spirituality and meditation as a method of anxiety mm-hmm. and stress management because we think that that isha's insights are going to be so helpful to everyone listening and to us as well and they're going to be so mm-hmm. different from what maybe we do in our daily practices so we're just going to let isha start it off so isha how have your anxiety and stress management um, strategies changed and how have you been managing and coping with your stress levels during this quarantine yeah so that's a good question um i think it's it's not exactly a mystery that everyone's been dealing with a new level of anxiety stress worry confusion i mean it's kind of weird because we're all going through it together and in some way that can be super i don't know hopeful in a sense but at the same time, it's like no one also knows the answer because this is the first time any one of us has gone through this. So we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty and um, not knowing what to do next. I think it's important that we find a way to, I guess what yogis call, ground yourself. Um, find a way to kind of hold on to what you're dealing with in the moment and try to see the best out of the situation. Now, that doesn't work for everybody, especially if maybe you or somebody that you know is not doing well in a health-related standpoint, especially since this is uh, kind of a scary virus that we're dealing with. But uh, our day-to-day lives are super important to kind of take care of by creating good habits and finding good social support networks that we can reach out to. So um, I definitely struggled, and uh, I was lucky to be at home with my family, but at the same time, no one really knew what the right thing was to say. So sometimes you just got to have to find solace in not knowing the answer which is something that I've really started to deal with. Like, it's okay to not know and it's okay to not be okay. And then through that, you can kind of step, take a step back from like the craziness of the world and settle into whatever it is that helps you calm down. And for me, that is meditating, doing yoga, hanging out with pets. For others, it's running, working out. Um, it's not selfish to take time away from the big scary things in the world to just look inwards and see what you can do to kind of self-nurture, you know? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Isha, I just had a question for you. Um, the first thing that you said about grind, grounding yourself, um, do you mind explaining what that means exactly? <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, I use this term a lot, a lot. And uh, for me, it, it goes back to, so in yogic philosophy, we use a term called chakras and it's pretty common in the spiritual community but chakras are are grounded or rooted in yogic philosophy in that we have different centers of energy that help us attain different things like whether it means connecting to love or whether it means connecting to our creative side or power or just feeling safe and typically safety is something that is one of the first things to go when something when your foundations are shook you instantly Mm -hmm. don't feel safe. And so the concept of grounding, you can also think of, you know, being as close to the ground as possible so that you're safe and you're holding on when your foundations are shaking. Again, Mm -hmm. that's a metaphor, but we can extend that to finding things that give us a feeling of, of not being shaken, whether it's, you know, 
maybe leaning on somebody that you care about, whether it's your parents, your partner, your best friend, that's a way to ground yourself. Sometimes it's when you're having a panic attack and you need to ground yourself in reality, in which case you focus on your senses. Okay, what do you see? What do you smell? What do you touch? Any way that can bring you to your current reality and not out into outer space, like, you know, thinking about all the things that could go wrong or what's happening. That's the concept of grounding. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a, it's, a, it's a practice you can use, like, like literally anywhere and at any time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of go off that and something that you mentioned a little bit earlier on. So during the pandemic, there's a lot of fluctuating anxiety and stress levels uh, amongst everybody. And you mentioned that um, there was some coping mechanisms or some sort of change in habits that you can adopt. Is there any, anything that you changed in maybe your daily routine um, or that maybe even if you didn't change, but you think might be helpful for other people to implement that might help them with their anxiety or stress levels? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so he, yes and no. No is that I haven't changed it quite. Like one thing that I've changed for me is upping my physical activity because I find natural endorphins help everybody. So I started to go for more runs and walks and all that stuff. Um, and of course, that's something that I suggest but even simpler than that, I, I think that a great practice would be to find some time in your day to really center your breath. And by that, I mean, really start to slow down your breathing and just try to focus as much as you can on your inhaling and your exhaling. And it's literally it's literally science, because when you're focusing on your breathing, like we learned this in physio, you're able to adjust and alter the autonomic nervous system. And that's basically calming our fight or flight system. So when you're kind of feeling on edge or you're like, you know, you're ready to go, that feeling that people get when they're about to either fight or there's something scary happens, you know, like the surge of energy that goes through your veins, that's totally your fight or flight response. And you can actually alter that by tapping into your breath. Hmm. That's beautiful. Very simple too. Yeah, Yeah, it's super simple. And like Like totally underrated. Yeah, so the practice that is commonly, uh, I find commonly given to uh, people seeking mental help or mental therapy um, will be the box box breathing. So it means breathing in for four breaths, holding for four breaths, breathing out for four breaths, holding for four counts, I guess. And you can do variations of it depending on, you know, uh, if you do yoga, you might tap into something called pranayama, which has all sorts of breathing techniques. But box breathing is super simple because it's easy to remember, right? And it gives you some numbers to work with. Um, so do like 10 rounds of that. If I have to give you a smart, a fit goal, like oh. 10 rounds of your... <laughs> oh, tying in the PT. We can't, we can't escape school. We can't escape school. Nope. Gotta I tie it all not. back. It's all tied together. Uh, yeah, like 10 I rounds of that. I love it. Because, okay, so here's the reason why. You feel like you only do a couple and you're like, okay, I feel better. But then you got to go to the, you got to go to your edge. You got to go like, uh, I, I am fine. I don't want to do anymore. But you got to do the 10. And you'll realize right. that you really actually needed the full 10. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So would it be important to employ these techniques? Say you can, you can employ them during a stressful situation, but would you also recommend just kind of adding them into your daily routine. So like scheduling them in like the mo- like a morning session doing this, then maybe an afternoon and then maybe before bed. Is oh, there, do you totally. think there's a benefit to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think like having a routine. Okay. So building, ha- building habits are probably arguably one of the biggest things for success down the road. Uh, I would say building yep. good habits, 
Yeah, I think we could all agree on that, right? And so mm-hmm. when you're finding time to center, ground, all those fancy words, and just like focus on your breathing, you are telling your brain that, A, it's, it is okay to turn off and relax. It's okay to, to, to calm the nervous system and just get back to what's important. And a daily practice of that will actually not only just show up in your moment where you're like, oh, wow, I feel so refreshed, but it'll show up in your day-to-day lives. You might experience not being so reactive. You know, when you hear something and it agitates you, you just want to say something back. You might have that extra second of clarity where you're like, do I really need to get involved? Do I really need to say anything? And so having that extra space in your brain can mean so much from, you know, just having a conversation with the people around you to making really important decisions, especially in our careers in the future. Yes. I love that. I, I really like the idea about there's two things that you said that are actually really interesting. Like the thing where you were talking about doing the full 10 breaths and you don't even realize you need that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when things get busy, people, the first thing to go out the door is like taking care of yourself. Right. So let's say you had a habit, like, I don't know, meditation or working out or something. You can kind of, it's easy to go like, hey, I'm just, I'm just going to miss one day this week. I'm really like, I don't know, I'm tired. Like, I just don't, I just don't feel like doing it, whatever. Like, you just skip it, right? And then maybe you think that one, maybe it won't affect you. But then over time, if you get rid of that habit, you realize that that's what was keeping you calm and collected the entire time. And you didn't realize mm-hmm. until it kind of was not in your life anymore. You know what I mean? And totally. I, and I really like the thing where you were talking about how sometimes when you're like with the breathing, sometimes when you're about to like snap or you're about to do something like on a totally emotional basis that you might regret later. Like I also have a meditation habit at night. And what happens with me, like is like if I'm ever like in a situation that's kind of stressful or like I kind of want to snap or something, it I have this like one spot where like I sit and I meditate. And for some reason, like I always end up just thinking about that spot. And then that just calms me down because like, I've just meditated like every night in that spot. And it's like mm-hmm. a habit, right? And so now thinking about that spot makes me feel like calm and refreshed and like I can take my time and make a proper decision in that moment. So like, yeah, That's the habits, so cool. the habits are, are so important, man, like for, for real. Um, but speaking about, about stress kind of weighing people down, um, we yeah. had a kind of an interesting question to ask you. And I'll take uh, that away, I think. Yeah, go for it. You can ask that. Yeah, so um, the question that we had related to stress is, is stress always, would you say stress is always a negative thing? Or can you allow the stress sometimes to like push you to grow and achieve like further self-awareness? Or like is the, is the goal always to reduce stress through meditation? Or is meditation, can you use meditation as a tool to better manage your stress to better... For better execution if that makes sense yeah okay so is stress always a bad thing well i'd say no um i think that i think that we've all had this either experience whether we've like physically experienced ourselves or just know about it through learning textbook learning where we understand that a certain level of stress is healthy so that we can achieve not only our goals, but basic uh, human needs, you know? Like, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. stressed because I haven't eaten a lot. I should probably get something in my stomach. All that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm stressed because I'm in a dangerous situation and I need to get myself out of it. 
stress is has inherently an is an evolutionary tool. However, mm. I think that we're in a very different, like incredibly different place in our world right now, uh, in our society. And I would argue that stress has definitely, definitely taken over and probably have done on a day-to-day basis, maybe more harm than good, okay? So is stress bad? I wouldn't say so. Is stress our best friend? Probably not. And so I would say that maybe meditation, the goal, okay, how do I phrase this? The goal of meditation isn't to get rid of your problems and it isn't to just you know, never be sad again, and it isn't to never be stressed again. It really is a tool in your quote-unquote tool belt, bringing more back, bringing back more PT things, um, <laughs> to help, just to help like self-manage and self-regulate. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing: when you're able to dis, and I say this, I mean, I say disassociate, not in a, not in a bad way, but distance yourself from the things that are happening in your world that may really affect you before, without you even like acknowledging or thinking about it. When you're able to create that bit of distance, you're able to respond to things in a almost like a higher level order of thinking. You know, you can think mm-hmm. more logically and rationally about it. So yes, something might be stressful, but if you recognize that in this spot right now, you can't do anything about it, then you can better use your time, your resources, the people around you to come up with a good solution or just manage manage your feelings, you know, because that's also really important to do. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and I think you mentioned something about like, um, using stress to kind of like better yourself. Uh, I think, yeah. I think, so, so what I was saying was, can you can you use like stress like almost as like a tool to like push you to grow and achieve like further self awareness? Kind of like, like is it gonna like be the driving force to allow you to complete certain things? Kind of like something that you were saying that it allows you to escape from danger, for example. But like more applicable to us is like stress comes from like maybe preparing for a certain test. Or even recording our first podcast, something, anything along those lines, right? So, yeah, what would you what would you say about yeah. that? Well, again, I think like on a in a biological sense, we do get like that surge of adrenaline or no epinephrine that kind of gets us a little like on edge, a bit aware. You know, our pupils dilate. We're ready to act, and that's mm. incredibly a- advantageous for if we're in a situation that requires us to immediately act. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think there's any getting away from that, and I don't think there it needs to be a need to. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I think that stress in the long term, chronically speaking, uh, can be quite detrimental. Going back to biology, we have a lot of cortisone in our body, and that just causes a bunch of things. And you know, it doesn't end up having the best health outcomes at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So rather than living through our stress and making it a push, you know, I'm stressed at work because I got to get this project done. I'm stressed to work. I'm just going to get this project done. Can we take a step back and be aware of what the messages that are coming through the stress is without being directly impacted from it? And I, I would yeah. argue that that's what our meditation practices are, our walking practices, our music practices, anything that dis- lets us take a, sec- a step back and reestablish our connection to our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions. Right, right. Would you say it's more, it's almost like a reset button? Because sometimes people even, even like as simple as, I'm just going to try to compare it a bit. You can, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you're the expert here. So <laughs> let's say for example, like I work out 
for like four days in a row and I go really hard on my legs. Like I run like five kilometers a day, 10 kilometers a day or whatever. I've never done that to my body before. So it's a lot of stress for it. And then after the five days are done, you'll, you need rest amongst other things in order to let your body recover and almost reset. So similar to like the everyday stresses that we have, like you allow the stress to come to allow you to push you to achieve a certain goal. And then you use meditation as a tool to then almost remove yourself from that situation and ground yourself back to reality, like you said. Um, like, would you say it's like a fair comparison between the two? I don't, I don't know, because like the way, the way I guess you phrase this specific question makes it sound like, you know, I can get an edge and push my body to the limit, but because I have this tool, it's okay. So I'll just, you know, mm -hmm. set, reset back to normal. I, I would argue that at least in like yogic philosophy, everything that you do is inter intertwined, right? So maybe you're right. not okay. quote unquote practicing meditation at this time, but listening to your body is an act of self-care and it, it is something that you can attribute to, uh, again, yogic principles, yogic way of life, and just being overall spiritually spiritual, if you wish to think of mm. it like that. Or we can think it the other way. Like it is, it's good for your mental health and it's good for your emotional health to really listen right. to what your body's trying to say. So by responding to stress, by responding to the stress on our body, we're able to take a step back. And all that, like it's Beautiful. all connected. We're just listening. Mm. We're just, we're just listening. That's it. That's all it is. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. I, like I love that. it. I like the. I like how you. I like how you don't make it more of like because like sometimes when we think of like progressing or like I guess taking steps forward, we make it very like tangible. Like oh I don't know like I moved from like doing like bench pressing like a plate to like a plate twenty five you know things like that. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying is like in this sense progressing on an emotional and spiritual levels actually taking a step back and understanding when you need to listen to your own needs and your own feelings and re and respecting that instead of always going like push 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 you know what i mean which i think is is the mentality which i think is very challenging too it is I challenging think people are not used to it like people are scared to f almost face those things because those things are very real and i think that's why I think uh, what she was saying is like it leads to stress being a detriment to us rather than yeah, being something yeah. that's positive. Like like you can you can push for a certain uh, like amount of time, but like I think what what this allows you to do like this approach to it is it allows you to like make it like the time and like the extra energy that you receive out of these practices you can think of them as an investment like it's going to allow me to more sustainably work towards like my goals and becoming a better person rather than just how much can I drain out of myself right now which like I think mm. is a really good like way of reframing like the way we live so um we just wanted to ask you about one stressful situation in your life that you learned some important lessons from because we think that everything we talked about right now like it's it's really cool to see how it's actually applied when we have a stressful situation in our life so like just go ahead and just tell us about one stressful situation in your life that you learned something important from some important lessons and just describe how you dealt with it really briefly hmm. okay so i mean this is uh pretty salient because this is something I was experiencing in, in PT school just last semester in the fall. And uh, I, this isn't a secret. I'm pretty open about this, but 
guess I'm going to be super open about it now because it's on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I am yeah. uh, seeking, like I, I go to see a psychologist and I've been doing this since about the beginning of December. So, I mean, to not go into too much detail about the specifics of what I was going through. I mean, I had just moved to Toronto, but there was a whole bunch of personal things that I was dealing with that I, wow, I have never dealt with before and to not that extreme. Like I really, every single day, was stressful and it got to the point where it was affecting um, not only just my mental health but my physical health I started to get weird symptoms like into January I had heart palpitations and I had to go to the emergency room (laughs) so like take care of your health right because it can it can really exponentially get worse if if you don't find the right ways to kind of manage what it is that's kind of attacking you whether it's from the inside out or or whatever so uh yeah, not in a great place. And I was going to see therapeutic help. And what that offered me was a lot of space that I internally wasn't able to give myself. And so, I mean, yeah, we talk a lot about like the beauty of of meditation and self-care and taking care of yourself. Um, But I want to be very careful in that sometimes, sometimes life happens and it happens in such a crap way that you can't deal with everything on your own, right? Whether it's past traumas, current traumas, or just, you know, being in a situation that you've never been in before, sometimes it's important to ask for help. And, uh, you know, I think this is a podcast is a really great opportunity to talk about, like, there is a lot of stigma still attached to asking for help. Um, mm-hmm. I think especially mm-hmm. in men, actually. And, uh, yeah. you know, therapy has been yeah. the weirdest thing because I go into it, Cry my eyes out. I'm, I'm a crier, though, so I have no shame in saying that. Um, cry my eyes out. And then at the end of the day, I was like, "I, you told me nothing about myself. I just wasted a whole bunch of money. Like, why do I keep going to therapy? And the funniest thing happens because not two, three days later, I get this weird insight while I'm just walking. Like, I, it was like this, this thought comes out of nowhere that allows me to see what I went through in a different perspective. So... Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think like, I guess the story, it's not really much about like the specifics about my stressful situation. It was that, you know, seeking that space from your, from your current situation and your emotions, like creating that distance, uh, can sometimes be really challenging and sometimes require help from an outside source. Um, and it's, I swear it works in the most mysterious ways ever because you don't think it's happening. You don't think that you're getting better. And then all of a sudden you're getting better. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I hope that was an okay story. No, that was that was no, great. No, that was good. Really appreciate you talking that. about that. Yeah, I know that could be definitely a little bit more of a sensitive topic, um, especially with the stigma behind that, like you mentioned. People, you know, it, it could be difficult to get that extra help, right? Um, yeah. And it could be difficult to know if I should get the extra help or not. Um, should I take that step? Um, there's a ton of reasons that someone that might not want to take that step or might feel deterred from taking that step. Um, and I think it's important for people to know that there are those resources out there. Um, and actually, you know what, we'll, we'll post some stuff in the bio of this, uh, podcast, um, that, you know, Isha finds, uh, helpful, um, some resources (laughs) for you guys to check out. Um, we'll, we'll put those in the bio. Um, because I think that's important for people to like, learn more about them, uh, understand that they're out there, um, and know that 
there's there's nothing wrong with trying to get that extra help and i think that's a big i think that's a big thing um, that you mentioned there Isha. yeah thanks uh and thanks for offering to share some of the resources i think they'll be really important and helpful hopefully yeah Isha, i just wanted to ask like what pushed you to um take that step to asking for help like what made you like obviously without revealing the details of the stressful situation um if you're comfortable sharing like what makes yeah. you what makes you push over the edge and you're like i need help so it was quite literally being pushed off to the edge like i think there was a night where i i had a really 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 bad panic attack and um, I don't know if, if you guys have ever experienced that or know anyone who has, but it's it's some some people describe it like having a heart attack. Uh, those weren't exactly my symptoms, but it was really bad to the point where like I have no choice but to do something about this because it is only getting worse. Um, mm-hmm. So luckily, I had really really supportive roommates with me, and um, you know was able to get through it. And the next morning, I actually decided to seek a bit of counseling help that was available through U of T. Um, Mm -hmm. So there is a counselor at U of T at 500 university where we, where we practice. And um, she was, she's a great resource because she's a, you can get part-time or like brief sessions for free for any graduate students. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. a plug. And uh, they just kind (laughs) of do it a bit of an assessment to see how you're doing. Um, They refer you to a doctor. Um, You know, you have options uh, if you wish to seek medication, that's an option. Um, I choose not to, but like that's always it's a personal choice. Um, mm. Unfortunately, the wait times are crazy big because this is a very prominent problem in our day to day lives, especially as graduate students, young people living in this world. It's hard. So mm. I decided to seek out um, a different therapist that had a sliding scale. Those are options, by the way, if you can't afford a full uh, amount. Some therapists will offer something called a sliding scale for students to offer a bit of a, a discounted price, just but mm. for the same service. And so I've been seeing her since December. It's been really good. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad. I guess it was kind of like the way I see it, it was like life telling me like, there is something really bad that you're dealing with. And you can't deal with it on your own. So you need to find some help. And Right. I think it's important to recognize that that's also okay. That's important. We see a doctor, you know, when we when we hurt ourselves, it makes sense to see a, somebody like a therapist or a psychologist when mm-hmm. a similar thing happens to your mental health. Right. And just another follow-up question, like, now that you've um, had some experience seeing this therapist, like, do you feel like this is uh, something that you want to continue going forward? Or is it one of those things where it's like, you know what? I'm no longer at the edge. I've, I'm back grounded. I'm feeling good. Um, I'm going to stop taking the sessions. Like, wh- what's your take on that? Do you think this is something that you should continue doing? That's a really good question. If I could, I would love to see my therapist every week. Like, I have such great talks. Um, unfortunately, money is a thing. and I'm... Money is a thing for all of us, yeah. <laughs> money is yeah. a thing, so I, I can't, can't quite uh, do that, especially when I have... When I realized I have the power back, it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic. You have that power back to create that distance, to create smart choices, good habits. Um, it's something that you can take a step back from and uh, maybe go once a month, once every other month, just to kind of do a little quick check-in. And uh, mm. I, think, um, I think it would be really an interesting opportunity and a wonderful op- opportunity for people like in general 
to start therapy before they need it. Like, you know, if it's mm. something that was offered through schools or some sort of counseling or whatever, before you think you really need it, because I feel like it's just it's just preventative care at that point. And I know how strongly Another we as physios feel about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think yeah. everyone um, should. I think they should. I was talking to Isha about this before, too, like yeah. before we started this thing. But I think it should be like available for everyone to see a therapist i think it should be mandatory for everyone like coming into high school or university to to see a therapist it should be a common practice because like we do that with with our physical health we have like in high school we have beep tests and push-up tests and all this stuff so like if we have a phys ed class i think there should be some resource for becoming more aware about mental health and where you might you know, need help and have something you need to talk about and, you know, get that, get those tools, get some tools in the toolbox for how to approach the stressful situations in your life. You know, I think like a lot of people kind of could use that, could find that very helpful, especially in times like high school and undergrad when there's a huge transition and you have to adapt very quickly to some super stressful stuff. Yeah, man. I love that. yeah, it's crazy though, because like we know that physical fitness for everyone is good, especially when we're growing up in, you know, in our high school years and our teenage years. Social development it's it's exponentially better when you play sports or whatever. We understand the principles, and then they integrate it into our school as a daily practice. Like I mean, I think I think there has to be more awareness, at least like more more of an integration of these sort of practices practices like in school at least or or we need to make it more available somehow i mean we're getting there we're taking the right steps and stuff but i mean that's just a whole other conversation that yeah that just will take me down when do they offer classes like this in in high school like i don't know of any like we have our physical education class especially like what you mentioned proud like at such a young age i think it's really important to understand these things and recognize them um because Mm -hmm. you know from my experience like you know when you're in grade 9 10 11 12 you see you you know um, from your experiences in phys ed class and with your friends that physical fitness is a very important thing right mm-hmm. but you don't really like from my experience I didn't really hear about mental health as being a big topic especially at such a young age it was more as I got a little bit as I got older I was I realized how big of a topic it was but I believe it'd be very beneficial to have something like that implemented into high schools I mean whether it be a class or a session or something like an extracurricular or a club um just to have that awareness for you know students at such a young age as well mm-hmm. yeah for sure man for sure so we start a movement we should start a movement <laughs> <should> be a <laughs> petition honestly i'm gonna stand i'm gonna stand like right behind isha isha's gonna lead the pack yeah i'm, I'm following isha too <laughs> we got posters Got hashtags. Yeah, support Isha oh, for please. prime minister. Actually, I got my face shield. I got I got my face shield on. I got the I got I'm the mask go. with the gloves. We're ready. We're ready. We're taking the streets. Ready to go. We're taking the streets. Taking the streets. Oh my god. So so yeah, man. Like a lot of great stuff you, that you guys have been talking about. Definitely need more awareness on this issue. It needs to be more common for sure. Just to end off. Because, you know, we're at 4.39 minutes and I want to make sure that we have time for our little surprise at the end of this episode, which <laughs> you guys are going to love. I'm going to love it. Yep. 
like I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm, I needed it. I needed it after that first day of class. <laughs> yeah, like I need that. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. like, I just really want to get to that like as soon as possible for you guys. So I think we've talked about this a bit, but but Isha, what daily practices do you employ to manage your anxiety and stress? So we've talked about things like yoga, meditation, exercise. If there's anything else that you want to miss or you want to make sure is like that you you know hammer in, like you can go for it. We'd love to hear. It. Your thoughts? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I guess to get specific, it's about, I do meditate and it's about 15 to 20 minutes each day. Um, and it will sometimes vary if I, if I'm bored, I'll try a different type of meditation. Like walking meditation is brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. I try to, if I don't do yoga, I try to just at least stretch or, and, or just move my body in some way. Um, more than just like getting up and sitting down and however we've been doing and forced to do in our society these days. Um, what else? You know what? I'm in the, I'm in the process right now of trying out a lot of different types of habits, whether it's weeding before bed or, um, eating a meal with no distractions. Uh, I haven't, I haven't really solidified any new ones that I'm like, yes, I gotta do it. But there's a lot of good ones out there. Like, gosh, the world is, the world is full of some cool stuff. What's a, what's a, a, just a short question. What's a gateway meditation, uh, practice that you would advise for our, uh, our audience? Okay. So I started meditating more seriously and consistently by, this is, this isn't meant to be a plug. I do not work for them, but I downloaded the a Headspace app. Like, honestly, I love Headspace. I think the only downside is there's this guy named Adam, and he's the one who narrates the Headspace app, and he has, like, this light British accent. And if you don't like it, then you will never enjoy meditation, and it will give a very bad taste in your mouth. But the reason why I like Headspace is it gives you a free trial, and you do a meditation from day one to day ten, different meditation each time, and he kind of teaches you with slow progressions on how you can adjust different... Uh, Things that might come up as you meditate or um, different techniques that you might want to try. And yeah, and after that, you can go back to number one and do it again. Or you can purchase it and go continue going, trying all these different types of meditations. Like literally, there's a huge bank of them. Um, And that's actually how I kind of developed the foundation of how I like to meditate. Mm -hmm. So I can't recommend it enough. Honestly, like Headspace was great. And if I could work for them one day, I would. But I can't. (laughs) Not yet. Hope you can. Awesome. I would love to we'll send the pod- We'll to send the voice. podcast to them. Yeah, we'll send the podcast <laughs> and we'll, we'll say podcast? listen to her voice There's and the, listen uh... to her her wisdom. And no, it'll, it'll be, be, it'll be like this. It'll be simple. I'll say listen to Isha's voice, That's not listen I mean. to Adam's voice. Okay, true, <laughs> true, true. true. Yeah. Just don't let Adam hear that. Just don't let Adam hear that. <laughs> yeah, Make sure it's not sent to him. Hopefully, they don't find this episode and then like I don't know, tell say something to us. Much love, Adam, but we need a different accent. I love you, Adam. Yeah. I, I support you. I think you can get better. I believe in you. <laughs> okay, that was that was great. Um, thanks for getting into the specifics and giving that app. Like, I think that's really good because people don't know where to start with this whole thing, right? Like, we can like, also probably like try to provide the link. Yeah, our, yeah, yeah. Our, we'll put it in the bio. We'll put a link yeah. so you guys, if you guys are, are trying to get a meditation practice started, you can use it. Like, I'm probably going to try using it tonight just to just to see how it is and hear 100%. Adam. I want to hear Adam. Man, I got to hear this. Give a shot. <laughs> okay, so 
um, moving on to our Q&A. So what we did is we asked you guys, we asked the audience on our Instagram story if you had any questions for Isha. And we got some questions. Some people want to they want to ask you some stuff. They want to learn some, some stuff about you. So the first question, how do you prevent distracting thoughts from coming up during yoga and meditation? Simple answer. You don't. True. <laughs> you don't prevent like them. Though. Yeah. So the whole point is to uh, really just watch and accept where you're at. And uh, yeah, there's lots of distracting and wanted thoughts that come up. But the key, like the real true essence and key when it comes to meditation is this aspect where, you know, I, I swear, guys, I had meditation some days where I am like thinking nonstop for 15 minutes about whatever, nothing important. And then I'm like, oh, I'm meditating. Cool. And I'll bring my my focus or attention just back to uh, whatever it is that I choose to be focused on during that meditation. So it, it really is like the practice of, oh, I'm thinking again, let's just reset. And to not be bogged down by that reset, because it, it really isn't about how much time you can meditate for. That's not the whole point. It's about mm-hmm. being in a meditation. And I mean, it, it, this is kind of a cool fact because I recently only learned it when I was in yoga school. Um, Meditation is one of the uh, one of the eight principles, I guess, of yoga. A lot of people think that yoga is just doing the movements. That's literally also another one. That's called asana practice. That's one of eight. So there's eight other things that you can do to be also practicing yoga, and meditation is one of them. But the act of meditation itself in yoga isn't meditation. It's where you get to when you finally do end up meditating. So really consider mm. meditation as a practice and an opportunity to clear the mind and find this this like ultimate zen peaceful place and it's okay if you don't that's not the point if it's not about getting rid of the thoughts it's about accepting them and allowing them to um exist because they aren't you you are not your thoughts you are not your thoughts Mm. someone frame that i like it someone someone make that that. put that on a t-shirt so i can wear it around someone send that to headspace Someone make Adam narrate that. Actually, no, don't do that. Get Isha, Isha to narrate it. Isha, Isha's gonna narrate it. I'll do my own app, guys. Just you wait. Oh, there you go. I'm hyped for that. Top Anyone's a, an app nah, developer, sorry. hit me up. <laughs> okay, uh, just going into our, our second question uh, for the day. What is your what favorite you yoga mean? pose? What's my favorite yoga pose? Uh, it's called. Bakasana or crow pose. Oh and Ooh, I cannot do that. I'm so excited. I've I done. I don't know. Tried that. Me and Prab have tried what? that. I don't I, know. I what it is. so fun. Can, can someone that. can someone describe it? Yeah. So uh, you start off kind of like on your your toes and you're crouched down into a ball. So you can picture yourself being on your toes, crouched down into a ball, and then you try to get your hands flat on the ground. So really recognizing that this is a bit of an inversion pose and all of your weight will be on your hands at this point, okay? So really create a good base of support that way. And then you want to get your knees as close to your armpits as you can. So your knees are going to be resting on your triceps, on your your humerus bone, okay? Okay. Okay. So you're really starting to tip forward with the right amount of balance, the right amount of core strength. You then lift off one foot and then the other and eventually, you're completely balanced on your toes with your knees then balanced on your arms. I mean, you're completely oh. balanced on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. It's I, so cool. Okay. That yeah, I've, I've quote, it unquote, tried that and I would I wouldn't call it a try as much as like a a miserable failure. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Bro, it, when it we're is... all back in person, let's all try this together. I'm down. I will yeah, let's do it. We'll we'll, we'll record it and post it on our our Instagram story for you all to see Yo. us doing this. When okay, we're allowed no, to wait, I got I got I got to address Prab for a second. Okay, Prab. First of all, I'm I'm going to just say this, okay? I'm no yoga expert. We have one sitting right here. She's going to expose me. But all I know is yoga is a practice, okay? Hey. You, just did it like, you just did it like two weeks ago. Give yourself right. some time. You are right. You'll improve slowly. You're right. And the, You're right. The, the goal is not to be able to weight shift completely onto your triceps. The goal is what will it do for you at the end? Wow. Waleed, you are now officially it. a yogi. I'm oh so impressed. <laughs> He's already You're changed. You're going to be teaching my next talk. class. This is why we need you on Headspace. You talked to him for 45 minutes and you already changed his I swear to God, he changed me. Mind. I'm not even lying. You're, you're, you've got it. Like, honestly, I, like, I was talking to these guys beforehand and I swear you guys picked up everything so well. I'm so impressed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, spreading some light into the world. I'm so stoked. I'm ready for that, guys. That's it. That's Ooh. it. I'm so hyped. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm about to. So I'm about to let ready. you guys in on the surprise. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say <laughs> well, when we do the surprise that perhaps can introduce for the audience. Feel free to also join in with us when you guys are listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking my glasses off. I'm getting right, it away. So that surprise is that we are. This is a trial out. run for Headspace. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is a trial. Run. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me get into it. I'm really excited. Okay. So. The surprise is a five-minute guided meditation led by Isha. Yeah. So, without any further ado, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in my Zen space. I'm gonna turn the turn the lights off. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Isha. Okay. Well, thank you uh, for letting me do this, and I hope you guys, uh, whether you're listening or if it's just you three. Uh, Enjoy this and find some comfort and solace in this practice today. So go ahead and find a comfortable spot, whether you're seated on the floor or lying down in your bed or sitting on a chair, wherever you might be, just comfortably allow yourself to relax in your current position. And before you close your eyes, go ahead and take three long, slow, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. With each exhale, go ahead and relax your body. And when you're ready, gently close your eyes and return your breath to normal breathing. So for this practice, we're simply gonna watch our breath. Typically, it travels through our nostrils, down our windpipe, and expands our lungs. So go ahead and watch as the breath 
enters your body and feel how it expands, whether it's your belly or your chest. Notice the sensation. Be aware of expansion. And with every inhale, we naturally have an exhale. Begin, begin to become aware of the release, the natural relaxation that comes with letting go Notice the sensation as you exhale the breath, your body relaxes and the air exits out through your nostrils. Putting those two together now, we're gonna watch as the air enters your nostrils. Really notice what it feels like. Is it cool? Is it comfortable? Just observing. The air travels down, creates expansion, feel light, feel alive, feel open. Notice the brief moment at the apex of your breath and then relax. Simply let any tension melt away as the air then moves back out. Follow this path. Allow yourself to be curious of the sensations that accompany your breath. Finally, let go of the need to watch anything at all and allow your mind to rest. Let it think or wander however it might. It has no responsibility. We're just being. Start to bring your awareness back to where you're sitting or lying down. 
the sensation of your body against surface and the noises around your room. When you're ready, you may choose to open your eyes or take a little bit longer if you need it. And that is our five-minute meditation. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm very relaxed. Beautiful. <laughs> I feel like that was my head is just clear. It's just... Yeah. Very peaceful. I think, like, at the start, my mind was, like, like going crazy, and it was, like, going back and forth over all, like, the stuff I have to do. And then it just mm -hmm. evaporated, like, over time. That was yeah. actually crazy. Well, I'm glad Initially, you guys liked it. Your voice is very calming. I think we need, uh, we I need think Adam out of there. Adam, <laughs> Adam's got some competition coming his way. Nice. Well, <laughs> maybe I should start recording my own app. <laughs> We're yeah. going to support you. We yeah. support you. Thank you. Oops, you do that. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay, guys. I think it's time we, we wrap this up. We went a little bit over... A little bit long, but hopefully you guys got a lot of good stuff out of it. And especially guided, this last part. Especially the last oh. part, you can keep mm -hmm. going back to that. I'm gonna keep re-listening to that. Probably I'm gonna try to do it more often. Kind of added to my own practice. <laughs> but but yeah, like thanks a lot for everyone who joined, and thanks mm -hmm. so much to Isha. We Thank really you so much for having that. me. Thanks for coming on. Super Isha. grateful. Yeah. This has been so fun. You're the you're the best guest so far. So far, you're, you'll always be the first. <laughs> so far, you'll always, you'll be, the always first, be, the you'll first. be the first. No one can take that away from you. Take it. <laughs> oh man. Well, guys, thanks again, and that's a wrap. See you guys for the next episode of the PT3 podcast. I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> Good night. Peace out, guys. Take care.